Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, November 16th, 2017. A couple of really interesting articles uh, people brought to my attention that I want to pass along to you uh, regarding the shootings in Las Vegas and the connections to Saudi Arabia and everything else going on in that country and elsewhere. This is really very intriguing. Uh, I want you to take these sources with a grain of salt. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, they're not sources I have seen before, but they seem to be connecting dots in a rather odd way. So let's begin by asking ourselves if we recall all of those allegations about shootings taking place at the Tropicana Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, and if we can recall the allegations of some of the people at the concert that there were multiple shooters on the ground. And then I want you to recall one final thing. The sheriff, uh, there in Las Vegas and his seeming reticence to be able to talk freely and the FBI uh, person that was standing close behind him uh, kind of there as a minder. Uh, clearly the FBI knew something was going on there that was at the time not to be discussed. So I have linked these two articles for you below the comments uh, on the YouTube video. Uh, the first one is a what appears to be a transcript from a um, radio show called Proof Negative Radio Show. This apparently is a shortwave <coughs> pardon me, radio show with a radio host by the name of Hal Turner. I'm not uh, certain who any of these people are, but I want to read a couple things that have come out now. <laughs> regarding the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, this has come out about a week ago, uh, nine days. And uh, this is a transcript of a certain section of the radio show, and I want to read it to you because this is extremely interesting. Last night I was on radio discussing the Las Vegas shooting and the connection to what is happening in Saudi Arabia. They are connected. I'll start at the beginning. There was a King Faisal who had a son, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. King Faisal took ill and named his brother Salman as king in his place. That would be the current king of Saudi Arabia. King Salman has named his son an heir to the throne instead of his brother's son, Prince Al-Walid. Al-Walid is a Wahhabi Muslim. Salman is Sunni. Wahhabi is extreme Islam. Now, all of this, incidentally, may be behind why we're seeing the moves towards quote-unquote reform in Saudi Arabia. But in any case, Salman wanted a more modern, non-extreme Islam for Saudi Arabia. That's why he named his own son as heir. In Las Vegas, Prince Al-Walid owned the upper floors of the Mandalay Bay Resort. I've already reported on this including the 32nd floor that was one of the points of the shooting at the Strip. I say one of the places because the witnesses were all correct. There were other locations too. The Mandalay Bay had a helipad on the roof, and this is important because that was the escape route 
after the carnage. Paddock was a pilot. Now, here's the first allegation that I am unable to see anywhere else. This is the first allegation that's unsubstantiated, but I think once you hear it, it does make sense of a certain amount of things at the Las Vegas shooting. Paddock was a pilot. He was also a gun runner between the Philippines and the United States. Now, again, this is a recurring theme, the Philippines and arms and gun running. We've seen uh, Islamic terrorism uh, begin to appear in the Philippines. This Philippine connection goes all the way back to the Oklahoma City bombing with Terry Nichols, Tim McVeigh, and so on and so forth. So the Philippines, again, part of the picture and pattern. He was a gun runner between the Philippines and the U.S. He was running guns for Prince Al-Walid. And again, that's a connection that I have not heard. It's unsubstantiated, but there it is. Paddock didn't win at the casino. Those millions came from smuggling. On the night of the attack, I found out that King Salman was in Las Vegas. I didn't know that part until after the show, and I received a missing piece of information. Salman was at the Tropicana. Paddock was victim number one. Others were used to shoot at the country music venue. That was to create chaos and distract from the real target over at the Tropicana, namely the Saudi king. All Walid's assassins shot from Mandalay Bay, but they were also at the Tropicana trying to kill Salman. Now that makes sense out of that, those early reports that we were hearing of about gunshots at the Tropicana Casino, and then later on we heard about people being escorted out of the Tropicana by police, presumably also casino security, and the FBI. Um, continuing here. The assassination attempt on Salman failed. Now we are seeing the result of the failed attempt, meaning the coups taking place in Saudi Arabia. It was not only an assassination attempt and a terror attack, but an attempted coup in Saudi Arabia. The reason nobody is talking is it's not over. And then in that article that I've linked, you also see this uh, box that appears in the article, which also indicates that his son, Mohammed bin Salman, may have been in Vegas uh, on October 1st. So in other words, the Saudi royal family, both the king and the heir apparent, were in uh, Las Vegas in the time frame, not necessarily together, that would be too risky security-wise, but in the same time frame. Uh, now, Saudi banks have begun freezing the suspects' accounts and so on and so forth, and finally, we have this uh, bit of news that the Saudis have arrested these people. They've put them in the uh, Riyadh Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and that's a little clue, all right? Now, there's another article I want you to look at here in this regard because this is now beginning to connect dots to 9-11 and to that document that I've mentioned on a few occasions that Senator Phil Graham, you'll recall him, and then Senator uh, Shelby, both of them on the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, that appeared on American news shows shortly after the 9-11 investigation 
uh, I put investigation in quotes, uh, that was done by uh, people pressuring the Bush administration to do so. This is the document that allegedly names major players in Saudi Arabia as being some of the principal financiers behind the 9-11 attacks. Um, and that document, you recall, President Bush has kept classified. So I want to read a few things from the second article here. The second article is, quote, recent arrests and purge of Saudi royal family includes 9-11 perpetrators and orchestrators or architects. Now, I want to warn you about this second article. This, this second article is um, a very kind of pro-Trump uh, article, um, but it does contain some interesting assertions and connections, and I want to bring these to your attention. Quote, Saudi Arabia's Prince Mohammed bin Salman and his recent anti-corruption crackdown on the powerful elite has included dozens of powerful 9-11 conspirators, including Osama bin Laden's brother and royal family members. Now, I have uh, reported on the bin Laden uh, arrest in this coup. The new purge that saw the mass arrests of royalty and billionaires saw dozens of elites placed under house arrest, including... 38 cabinet members that were accused of being the architects of 9-11. Now, stop right there. I have not been able to verify that. This is a comment that's made uh, just without any corroboration or supporting argumentation. However, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that at that first level of planning, remember, I think 9-11 was a three-level event, but at the top level, uh, I do think that you had Saudi... Uh, Saudi involvement, and now it's looking like this is somehow connected to Las Vegas. Now, continuing, President Donald Trump is said to have had a significant influence on the recent purge, which saw the Clinton-Bush globalist era come to a sudden close. Now, skipping some paragraphs, in 2002, the bipartisan Joint Congressional Inquiry conducted an extensive investigation into the intelligence failures that led up to 9-11. President George W. Bush sealed the section covering Saudi Arabia's possible involvement, presumably to avoid damaging relations with one of America's closest Middle Eastern allies. Since then, the 28 pages have been locked in a basement room at the U.S. Capitol. Lawmakers can read from them, but are forbidden from revealing their exact contents. Spearheading the campaign to have them declassified is former Senator Bob Graham, that was uh, the ranking Democratic member of that inquiry, who co-chaired the inquiry. Quote, the 28 pages primarily relate to who financed 9-11, unquote, he said last year, and quote, they point a very strong finger at Saudi Arabia. Then, the massacre at the Mandalay Bay took place in Las Vegas. According to radar recordings from the nearby McCarran Airport, at least seven helicopters appeared to have been used in that attack. Three of them hovered over the rooftops near both to the Mandalay Bay and to the country music festival which was attacked. The hovering presumably was done to drop off shooters. It turned out that certain Saudis owned the top floors of the Mandalay Bay. And according to highly confidential information, again, 
the appeal to anonymity here, folks. But again, the dots connect nicely. According to highly confidential information, members of the Saudi royal family were in Las Vegas the night of the attack, perhaps even the king of Saudi Arabia himself. Now, I've included that because this is a second source, more or less independently, suggesting that the Saudi king, King Salman, was in uh, Las Vegas on the night of the attack. This has led certain investigators to conclude the, that the worst mass shooting in U.S. history was actually an attempted assassination of certain Saudi royalty. The hit was financed by certain members of the Saudi government. The people killed at the concert were a diversion from the real target, the Saudi royalty in Vegas that night. President Trump, this I think is another one of the key, key factors here that needs to be looked at very, very carefully and another connection. President Trump dispatched Jared Kushner to Saudi Arabia via commercial flight on an unannounced trip. My former colleagues in the FBI confirm that Kushner brought with him highly classified investigation materials showing who paid how much to whom in order to carry out or facilitate the attack and telephone email intercepts proving the Las Vegas massacre was a cover for an attempted hit against the Saudi royals. 72 hours after Kushner departed Saudi Arabia, the purge began with roundups of royal family members, current and former ministers, and others. So in other words, Kushner, reading between the lines here, Kushner brought materials that was damning and most likely either presented King Salman and Prince Mohammed bin Salman with an ultimatum. Either you take care of this and remain in power or will take care of it. All right. The Kushner connection here is very interesting because of his connections, of course, to uh, the neocon camp in the United States and to uh, Israel and, of course, the rumors that the House of Saud is a crypto-Jewish uh, family. So, in other words, there's so many things entering here that it's very, very hard to sort out all the details. But at the minimum, Kushner carrying information with him that was damning in nature, and then the suddenness, <clears throat> pardon me, of the Saudi coup, this suggests to me, <clears throat> pardon me, that uh, there is a heavy American hand, and it's coming from the White House in this uh, Saudi coup and crackdown. Now, this is interesting because in that second article that I've linked for you, there are some other dots that are being connected. And under the header that says 9-11 conspirators in custody, there are some quotations by Steve Bannon, President Trump's former uh, White House staff member, that apparently have also uh, been weighed in. And Bannon is suggesting this is part of something much larger. So I'm going to read this to you. Quote, I've got to tell you, for all the elites out in the world, the party of Davos guys are sitting there today absolutely gobsmacked, absolutely shocked, unquote. Steve Bannon said, quote, 
the largest financier in the Arab world, the Muslim world, is Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. He's got stakes in just about every high-tech company. He's a huge partner of Rupert Murdoch. When he came to the United States back in the early 90s, he was actually a client of my firm as he got into Hollywood. He got into media. He owns a huge stake in Citicorp, and he saved Citicorp from going bankrupt. People are stunned today that he was put under house arrest, put under arrest yesterday in Saudi Arabia in this situation of what they called corruption, money laundering, etc. People are thinking this is directly tied to the financing of the Muslim Brotherhood. This whole thing about cleaning up Saudi Arabia to take care of this. You're going to see a lot of changes. This thing is far, far from over. You're at the top of the first inning. You're probably at the first batter, unquote, Bannon said. So in other words, Bannon, if he's to be taken at his word, and if indeed these quotations are accurate, but I think they're important enough given uh, the subject matter to pass along to you and let you evaluate them for yourselves. But if this is the case, then the Saudi coup is, according to Bannon, the first step in a process that is going to go on for some time. Now, there's one final little dot that's been connected in this second article, and that one, uh, I'm just going to read this to you, quote, many of you may be aware that a group calling itself Antifa, anti-fascist action, had planned a massive uprising for November 4th with the publicly stated goal of forcing President Trump and Vice President Pence from office. For months, these rallies were touted as November 4th begins. And indeed, a lot of people, a lot of you out there probably have heard about this. A lot of people sent me articles uh, regarding these planned demonstrations. I didn't blog about it because my attitude was, why add more fuel to the fire? But in any case, th those things were out there and those statements were being made. November 4th, it begins. Well, November 4th came and went, and Antifa couldn't even muster a thousand people from all of the cities they planned their uprising in. It turned out the money never arrived. Why? Because three days earlier saw a whole slew of Saudi billionaires ending up under arrest. So this Antifa nonsense that has plagued the United States since before the presidential election was being financed by certain rich foreign elements who are now under arrest and their money impounded. Now, if that's the case, then yes, there is going to be more coming out eventually, you know, and that might confirm what Steve Bannon said. But Antifa, this is an interesting connection that this second article is drawing. And again, please understand, folks, it's saying this without any evidence. This is all speculation. So I want to bring out a point here that's very important with regard to this allegation about Antifa. If that is the case, then eventually you're going to see some sort of information come out that's going to tie Antifa to the Saudis. The problem is 
is that Antifa, in turn, as most of us are aware, has other connections to, uh, let's say, major political names uh, that are both in politics and that maneuver behind the scenes. So if that Antifa-Saudi connection comes out, it's going to lead to other places and other people. And that may be what Bannon was referring to in his allegations. So this story, folks, I think is huge. I think it, uh, to me, even though it's mostly speculation, uh, I think the fact that uh, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal owns so much of the top of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and that uh, there are now very, very strong indications that King Salman or somebody from the Saudi royal family was in Las Vegas. I do think now it's looking very much like a connection between the Las Vegas shooting and this Saudi coup with more coming. Now, I'm going to leave you with a final speculative thought. Um, and this one is uh, very, very disturbing, but nonetheless, I, I have to put it out there since I'm covering a lot of speculation with these two articles today. And that is the speed with which the coup followed the Las Vegas shooting and the speed with which the American government reacted with President Trump sending, apparently, sending uh, Jared Kushner to Saudi Arabia with some pretty damning evidence. Um, that suggests there may have been, on the part of the American government, some prior knowledge. And again, this fits the 9-11 scenario. Uh, if that's the case, then what happened was they allowed this thing to play out. Uh, they may not have known that it was part of an operation to attack people at that concert, so I'm not trying to pin the blame on uh, anybody in the government that may have known about this beforehand. Uh, I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm simply raising the possibility that the speed of the reaction and the comprehensive nature of what we see happening in Saudi Arabia it may indicate that this was something that was known and that they allowed to play out so that they could catch these people and, and round them up. So time is going to tell. I think we're going to see a lot more coming out about these uh, connections, particularly that Antifa connection. That's the one that stands out to me that's very, very interesting because, of course, we know that there are connections to some uh, other unsavory people in American politics and, for that matter, in European politics with that connection. So it's going to be a very, very interesting thing to see how this plays out. Anyway, tomorrow we do have uh, a members vid chat. This will be the 2 o'clock U.S. Central Time for our members in Europe and uh, Africa. So we do have uh, another members vid chat tomorrow. The reason I'm having that vid chat following last week's vid chat is, of course, uh, next week is the American uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and I want to be spending that with uh, some friends, so I am having the European-African vid chat tomorrow. So I hope to see everybody there. I've already been getting some questions uh, for that. Anyway, that's it for today's News and Views. I'll see everybody on the flip side. I doubt there will be a News and Views 
next week since uh, Thursday does fall on the American Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll see. Anyway, take care, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.